The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. I am Jordan Hall, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Brooke Desher. We are live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. And Brooke, after that five-game winning streak for the Flyers, they've hit a little bit of a lull, especially offensively. Four goals in the last four games. The only win in that stretch for them was a one nothing shootout loss where technically it was a shutout. Yeah. Uh, the goal, you know, <laughs> that they scored in the shootout doesn't technically go to their goal, their goal total. Brooke, was this something that we can maybe foresee that this team was going to come back to earth a little bit in terms of scoring? Uh, they've had trouble scoring in the past, and we know they're not the most talented team offensively. How do you see it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's fully expected. Like yeah. Nobody expected them to go from the five-game winning streak, and then they're just going to keep running and winning until the end of the season. Like There's going to be ups, there's going to be downs, and right now we're in the downs. <laughs> <laughs> and that's fine, and that's completely normal in a rebuild. Ooh, let, let's talk back about that word. Back to that word. It's almost like <laughs> you forgot. that's what they're doing. <laughs> right. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, like it was fully expected. Has it been... <laughs> Some unfortunate losses, yes. Did I think the most recent loss against Carolina last night, do I think they played terribly? No. I just think it was one of those games that you're watching. I mean, third period aside, because third period was a little rough last night. But it was just one of those games where you do look at the rosters on the paper. You do see how deep Carolina is compared to the Flyers. And all of that really came to light. You saw a really strong, well-structured Carolina team against a really wobbly, I think wobbly is a pretty good word right now for the Flyers, um, mm-hmm. you know, group of guys that are trying to just really get their their footing under them. So it's normal. It's expected. Um, it stinks. But, I mean, I think they'll, you know, hit the ground running again and I'm just, I'm feeling a lot of streaks. <laughs> like they're going to get really, really hot and then they're going to get really, really cold. It's, yeah, <laughs> that's where I'm at. No, we had a feeling this team would be wavy, right? And, and I mean, they have 11 wins and 11 losses. They're 11, 10, and 1. So that is very much the sign of a team that's going to be up and down at times. Uh, maybe they'll show us glimpses of promise with the rebuild, like a five game winning streak, their best since 2019 20. And then they're going to go into funk scoring. I, especially when you look at the power play numbers. I thought that told me that they were going to go into a funk scoring at some point. You the can't keep doing that on the power play. Is so bad. Yeah, it's not. It's like I think so. I saw Charlie O'Connor say the best word for this: discombobulated. Yeah. From yeah. top to bottom, they just look so uneasy. There's <laughs> there's times where I'm I'm leaning over to you at the press box and I'm like. They can't even get set up. Yeah. And, you know, you get one shot off and then they either, you know, you know, stop the play, cover up the puck or, you know, they clear the zone. Like it's it's never fully effective. It's not fully functional. There's never any like high intensity moments. And you're just like, 
my God, like I really wish there was an option where they can just opt out of the power play. We don't want the man advantage at this point. Like it is painful to watch because it's supposed to be an advantage. It's a man advantage. And yeah. you just, you don't see that. And it's crazy to me that something, like, it's just, it's not clicking clearly. Yeah. And it's, it's really confusing to me. It really is. Yeah. Seven for 71 on the power play this season. That's nine, 9.9%. And it just looks like it lacks so much chemistry and it really puts so much pressure on the team to score at five on five. And if they, if they go into a little bit of a funk at five on five, they don't have the power play to spark it. And suddenly you're scoring four goals over the course of four games. I mean, so, they, they were 0 for 6 against the Rangers in the Black Friday game. Yeah. Terrible. That's yeah. just, you know, that's kind of, that's unspeakable. No, they've lost. I feel like they've, <laughs> they've really lost games because of the power play. Oh, yeah. Uh, you wonder where they would actually be if, if they, the power play was a little more even and, and would, uh, you know, give them some life from time to time. I, People always talk about like uh, special teams where even if you don't score, it dictates momentum a little bit. Like it's hurting them momentum wise. Hundred uh, percent. So, yeah, I think these are some growing pains of a rebuild of some young players playing. Uh, they're they're top nine in their forwards uh, against the Hurricanes. Twenty uh, six of the top nine players were twenty four or younger. So, I just think there's not a lot of chemistry there. Uh, some growing pains for the Flyers. But, Brooke, you noticed something with Carter Hart against Carolina. How did you view his performance? Uh, he faced a lot of shots, some weird rebounds in front. How did you yeah, see it? Yeah, it was, it was a really strange, I think it was an off night for Hart. And, again, like I, I was leaning over to you like the whole time throughout that game. And I'm like, what is he doing? Like He's so far out of the crease. Like I always felt like one of Hart's like, like biggest like Achilles heel. Achilles heel is basically – the inability to rebound pucks well. I just think that sometimes instead of keeping the play active, just just cover it up. Mm -hmm. Just cover it up. Stop the play. Stop the momentum. And I feel like that happened a very <laughs> significant amount, especially like against the Hurricanes. I just felt like it really, it, he stood out in a negative way last night. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> it's like, if you can't get this offensive going, this offense going, Clearly, you can. Hearts kept them in more than enough games this season so far, but I was so concerned watching him because I'm like, you know, when you're playing against some of these like top, high end, like God, like Carolina just moves the puck so well, and I sit there and I'm like, dang it, like I want to be like, yeah, what the Flyers doing that? And you see Carolina, and they're just the chemistry is so great, and Hart can have the ability to kind of just like special teams is, you can stop the momentum by killing the play basically. And I just feel like he, you know, like just, he's got to, he's got to watch that a little bit. So I was a little concerned. I don't think that that's a permanent thing. I, I think that, you know, it was probably just an off night for Hart, but it's, the, it's one of the first times this season where I sat there and I watched his play and I was like, ah, Carter, like yeah. what's going on? Yeah. So I was, yeah, <laughs> I thought it was significant enough to talk about for sure. Yeah, no, he, I think he, for the first time in a little while, he wasn't real sharp and mm -hmm. He he kind of chalked it up to some crappy bounces, and I do think there's some credence to that. I don't think um, – it, it's not like people were beating him on clean shots or anything. I do think a lot of them were like, kind of like loose pucks in front. Yeah. Uh, that third goal, that was kind of the backbreaker late in the third period. It does that get, was That was a kinda, doozy. Yeah, it kind of gets stuck on his skate. It's weird. It was a weird play. I, I do think he can probably be better there and make that save. Um, but I also think fluky bounces sometimes are a sign that you weren't real sharp that night. 
And when if he's not sharp, like you said, Brooke, and they're not scoring. Like, that's a recipe for a loss right yeah, there. Yeah, it's a recipe for like a team that's going to look like it's rebuilding and uh, going to lose to teams like the Hurricanes by mm-hmm. three goals. Celebrity cook Steve Martirano brings his Italian-American cooking back home to Philly. Enjoy Martirano's Prime at Rivers Casino and Steve's famous meatballs with Sunday gravy, prime steaks, and more. Make reservations for Martirano's Prime on open table. Well, Brooke, what can the Flyers do to spark their goal scoring? Are you looking for a particular player or two? Uh, we all know about the power play, and that needs to be better. But what players are you kind of looking at and saying they need to score more for this team to win more games? Um, yes, every single person. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair. Like, <clears throat> it's one of those, like, prime opportunities where it's like you can have the younger guys step up, like somebody make their mark, be like, I'm here, I want to stay, I want to be a part of this team. But you also have some of the older guys, more experienced players at this point where you're like, come on. Like, if, if you're not getting anything from the younger guys, if we're struggling in net now and you don't have, you know, some of these veteran players, it again, it's a recipe for a loss. It's a recipe for disaster. I was really relieved that Konechny finally kind of broke his little drought last night um, against Carolina. It felt like, you you know, you watch his reaction off that goal. Like it was like weight off his shoulders. Thank God. Here we go. (laughs) Ready to roll. And Konechny's one of those guys that like, as soon as he ends that like little like snake bitten streak, which he's had, you know, plentiful times throughout his career, he really gets the ball rolling. So I think it'll be great if you see, him just kind of like take charge again. I kind of just want to see Farabee more in like a dominant scoring role. And then, you know, you're kind of sitting here and you're like, I would <laughs> I would really like to see Atkinson kind of step up to the plate. Um, I, but I was watching him last night and man, he's way faster than I think. I like, it's like I forget how quick he is and how he, he really like thinks on the fly and he had some really great opportunities last night. So I think that, you know, he's right there as well in terms of just kind of figuring things out. And then, you know, it, like when it rains, it pours, it's going to be one of those situations. Um, but yeah, I just like across the board, like I just, I think, and I know that that's such a broad answer, but You know, you're sitting here in a time where it's like, yeah, this team is very wishy-washy in terms of wins and losses. Anybody has the opportunity to step up. Who is going to step up? It's it's right there on a silver platter for every single player to have the opportunity to be like, I am turning this ship around. Who's going to do it? (laughs) Who's going to do it, Jordan Hall? (laughs) No, I I think it's very much collective. I don't think it's a team that's going to have, you know, like a top goal scorer and then everyone else. It's it's going to they're a balanced team. And uh, I think everyone needs to be better. Cam Atkinson's definitely in a drought. He's gone seven games without a goal. So I think you're seeing what the Flyers look like when one of their best goal scorers isn't scoring. Um, Oh, and Tippett. Like last year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Without Cam Atkinson. For the whole season and mm-hmm. Sean Couturier. Mm-hmm. Um, so probably Couturier and Atkinson know they can chip in more. Owen Tippett uh, and Joel Farabee, I think, needs to play more minutes. I think he's been yeah. one of their best players. But sometimes Tortorella, I think, has been so focused and rightfully so on getting other guys going mm-hmm. that he's, you know, he's accentuating them in bigger roles or on power play. And they've asked Farabee to kind of take a hit in minutes uh, because he's playing so well. Mm-hmm. But sometimes if a guy's playing so well and he's one of your best 
keep uh, keep playing him, keep getting him more opportunities. Tortorella's even alluded to that, that he needs to play Faraby more. I think he could be a spark plug for sure. Um, and I really think some guys like Bobby Brink and Morgan Frost need to answer this opportunity. Noah Cates yeah. is going to be out for at least a month and a half. He does a lot of things on the ice, plays important minutes. This is opportunity for Brink and Frost to kind of run away with a job because Tortorella mentioned it last night, and I think he made a point to mention this. They're going to look at Lehigh Valley if some guys don't step up. Uh, like, no one's no one's got a role really hammered down. Uh, nobody. No, I, th- I think that's that's the biggest takeaway from all of this is that like we were just alluding to, every single player has had an opportunity to kind of step up and, and you know, take the reins and be like, this is, I'm going to fix this, or I'm going to do my best to kind of right us in, in the right direction. And nobody has, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, a, it's across the board right now. So I'm a little, you know, not confused, not disappointed. Like, I think it was expected this year. That, you know, I feel like maybe we're in the sense of, you know, another identity crisis of like, who are the Flyers? Like what? So so what if they're the first team in blocking shots? Congratulations. We need to score goals. Yeah. No, it's so true. (laughs) I mean, like, listen, like I love, you know, the physicality of that because that can also be a momentum shift. But let's translate it into points, you know, like it's. Like more, it's like a moral win. Like, yeah, you blocked a shot. Cool, they scored two minutes later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What are we gonna do with that? Right. So, you know, I just like I feel like I just need somebody to step up, and whoever it is, like I'll give you a high five the next time I see you. <laughs> like, go. just just get something going. <laughs> and I, I think they've gotten like nice contributions from de- from defense. You know, uh, I, th- I thought defensively they've been better than I thought they would. Nick oh, Sealer's yeah. been good. Sean Walker's putting up points. Travis Sandheim's obviously playing like a number one. Cam York's been fine. Uh, that's an area that I thought would be a biggest weakness. They've been fine. Goaltending, they're getting it for the most part. It's really a, it's up to the forwards. Uh, when, they're, when they're struggling to put up points, it's really up to the forwards. they got to get things going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think... Tortorella and management are looking at this period right now where they're in a little bit of a funk. Like, who's going to provide the offense? Who's going to kind of answer the bell? And I think they should be licking their chops, everybody, because they only have 12 healthy forwards right now. So everyone's in the lineup until they call someone up. Uh, It's time that maybe, you know, win some roles, win jobs, and show that you should not be the next forward to come out whenever they are healthier or whenever they call someone up. Right. Brooke, one thing we've noticed, too, is, you know, in years past, the Flyers have had to come back a lot because they've been trailing. Mm-hmm. But also, they've, you know, they've had kind of that comeback, that, that knack for comebacks. No comeback wins so far this year. They've been trailing. And when they do trail, they lose. They, they've lost. And to their credit, when they score first, they win. It, so it's, it's, again, two, I think, uh, ingredients for a rebuilding team. You're mm-hmm. going to trail at times and lose. You're going to lead at times and win. It's very up and down. Do you see it being a big concern that they're not really coming back much and making games interesting? Yeah, definitely. I mean, again, I'm going to keep referencing the Hurricanes game last night. As soon as Carolina scored in that first period, we all just kind of looked at each other and we were like, here comes a loss. Like, that's Mm. it's really not a great mindset (laughs) to be in when it's like, yeah, if, if they're scored against on, you know, at any point in time that puts them in a deficit, it's like, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's. That's it. And that's, you know, not a place you want to be. And I was sitting there last night. I was like, come on, come from behind. Like, let's get this win. Let's finally, like, you know, 
ch- like chalk that up. Like it finally happened. Good. We can move forward. It can stop being a point of discussion. But you know, it's it's a significant amount of games now. They trail and then they lose. So I I need to see some sort of just fight and the lack of <laughs> offensive contribution right now, even when they're winning. It's like you're really not going to get much if they're losing. Like, it's just kind of... And I don't think by any means you're sitting there and you're watching them and like, ah, they got their tails between their legs. Like, yeah, they're done. Like, you know, throw in and, like, like wave the white flag. That's not the case. But they just kind of need to start stringing together, <laughs> like, significant moments that can kind of just get them back into things. So... Yeah, I mean, it's not, again, we're only like 20-something games into the season. There's there's so much that can change and adjust within the next 10, 15 games within, you know, by the time we reach like the All-Star break and beyond. Um, it's just, right now, it's just kind of disheartening because it's like, come on, like you just want them to pull ahead and then finally just kind of, you know, face that demon, move forward. But that has not happened yet. No. So, I mean, uh, ideally, I'd just like them to score first and win. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, let's be honest here. It's a nice way to draw it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I think comeback wins, and we've talked about the Flyers need to win back fans, and they're very much in a situation where, yes, they need to get fans back on board. And I think a good way to do that is comebacks. Comebacks are fun. Uh, it it keeps people watching the game when the team falls down. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't change the channel. They want to stay and watch because they, they know this team fights. I, I'm Brooke, I'm with you. I don't think it's a lack of effort or care. I really just think it highlights a talent deficiency and it highlights that they're young. Uh, they don't have a ton of guys that have really been in the league all that long and understand what it takes to come back. And then also, I think some of the best teams that's coming back are talented. They, 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 have, oh, yeah. they have high-end talent where they can kind of flip a switch and you know, rip off two or three goals and they know what it takes. Uh, so it really, to me, it really makes scoring early so important for them because it allows them to dictate games a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of allows them to hide the talent efficiency because, you know, if they're scoring early and they're playing with, with lead, it makes the other team have to kind of chase a little bit and maybe open things up and then the Flyers score some more. So I think this is, might be a trend all year um, that they're going to, Score first, and they'll put themselves in a good spot. Mm-hmm. When they don't, they they, they they might struggle. Yeah, um, I think it's it's a playing with confidence thing. Yeah, that's too. The minute that they're up, it's like all right, like we feel we're feeling good, we're in a good place, and they know how to play when they're winning. I think we need to kind of, you know, in addition to handling this rebuild, we kind of need to look at them figuring out how to play when they're losing. Yeah. Um, does that make any sense? Like, no, no I, <laughs> like it's because, like you just said, they they obviously like. I don't think that they've like thrown in the towel at any point when they're losing, but I just like you kind of need something to, for that like resurgence for that spark to kind of be like, okay, we're not we're down, but we're not out. So that's if they can figure out one thing in the next couple weeks, I, I that would be great. <laughs> that's like on the top of my list. <laughs> yeah. And for the for a while, the Flyers had so many mainstays on the roster, where I think when it, the team would fall down, they could all look each other in the eye and they they knew what to do. Sure. Like the Voracek's, the Jeruz, the Simmons. Um, I'm forgetting people, but you know those are guys that come to mind. Even today, Sean Couturier, I was talking to him about the power play, mm-hmm. and I said, you you know you've been on some good power plays here too, where everything just seemed to click. You know what do good power plays do? And he's like, well, you have Claude Drew, and he left, Ugh. and. I think that's you even know, the tr- guys miss Claude. Yeah, <laughs> you know, for a while, you know, Claude Drew was one of the best power play players in this franchise's history, if mm-hmm. not the best. Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
you know, I think they're very much, they look around and they don't exactly know who to go to at times. You know, Couturier can only be so much experience. Same with Atkinson. So I think it's a little bit of uh, going through it uh, with guys that haven't gone through it yet. Oh, you just reopened a wound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, when he said that, I think he, it was funny. I, I left, he left, and it was him being so honest. Genuine, of like, yeah. Yeah, you just don't have a Claude Drew that you just knew that guy was going to make it happen on the power play or mm. that guy was going to lead a comeback. Um, and everyone would kind of follow him. I still think they're figuring that out, and I do think that is a byproduct of a rebuild. Um, I miss the captain. Perhaps a tough one, yes. Mm. Ow. <laughs> I won't even, I'm not going to let you get into Drew because you're sad now. <laughs> I'm going to shift the gears, Brooke. Oh, God, okay. <laughs> we wanted to hit on Noah Cates' injury. Oh, yeah. Six to eight weeks. <laughs> Where's this going? <laughs> I can tell. I made you sad. I'm like, she's just thinking about Claude Drew. Oh, but. come on. <laughs> I mean, even Couturier is like, yeah, I miss my guy. Even, the, even he is thinking. Kind of miss so that So do we, Sean. Yes. <laughs> so do we. But Noah Cates, Brooke, we hit on it a little bit. Bobby Brink, Morgan Frost, two guys that were kind of in and out of the lineup. They're clearly mm-hmm. going to get some opportunity here. Anyone else you can think of that – Maybe needs to take the bull by the horns here while Cates is out and uh, recovering. Mm, everybody. Yeah, I, like, I think so, it is. I'm, like, I'm so sorry that that's like the most like genu- like general answer you could get from me. But like, Cates is a young player. He's not super well established in this league yet. He's obviously been very vital to the Flyers the past two seasons, but it shouldn't be end all be all. For him being out of the the like the lineup for the next you know you know two months, mm-hmm. somebody step up. Yeah. <laughs> He's a young kid. Like it's just, just fill the shoes. <laughs> yeah, it sounds terrible. And like obviously, like it is going to be a blow. Like I'm really nervous with. The, the penalty kill and like what's going to happen in in that sense. And he's been like a really heavy minutes kid. Like he's been a very reliable player so far to start this season. Um. I just, I really just want like a switch to go off and like a lot of these younger guys like Frost and Brink where it's like, okay, you know, we're not going into every single game day thinking, oh, who's going to sit? Who's going to sit? You're all playing. Figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I really think the some of the forwards should just realize the opportunity at hand. Yeah. For a while, the team is healthy and we've been debating ad nauseum about lineups. But right now, like it, it, it's clear who is mm-hmm. playing until someone isn't playing well enough and they're going to call somebody well, up. I was so. going to say that is that should put everybody in a panic mode. Once you do see somebody getting called up, yeah. you do not want to be the first person to sit Yeah, from whoever gets called up. Because I think of Tanner Lazinski, a kid that got sent down and has really done what they've asked him. Yep. To go down there, produce, be a good teammate, uh, kind of set – some culture habits down there mm-hmm. uh, in Lehigh, and he's been almost a point per game player down there. He's a center slash winger, just like Noah Cates. Wouldn't surprise me if he's getting closer. Samu Tuamala has been a kid that they've really been impressed by, who's scoring down there. Perhaps he gets a look. Uh, Ola Lexel. There's guys down there that are doing what the Flyers have asked, um, and they're not going to be hesitant at all, I think, to call them up if they're not getting the production that they yeah, see from others. I think it'll definitely be a short leash across yeah. the board for at least the next like week or two for sure. And I want to be clear. I don't think it's just all on Frost and Brink. I just think it's, I think it's a lot of 
younger forwards, uh, oh, and even yeah. some of the vets that oh, need to yeah. produce too. I mean, I've, I've said it at nauseum at this at this podcast. Like yeah. collectively, it's the entire like all every single forward. Yeah, can be playing better than what they are. Yeah, I think of Paling, I think of Faraby, mm-hmm. I think of Tippett, and I think some of those guys have played well in Spurs, especially Faraby. I think he's been excellent this year. Oh yeah, but he, he I just think there's play him more. Right, play if him he, more. If he's your best forward. Play him more. Right, I, th- <laughs> I think he can do more. I think they're going to look for him to do more, and I think he should realize the opportunity at mm-hmm. hand as well. Well, Brooke, we'll see if the Flyers can get things going. They have, a, I think, a really big home game Thursday against the Devils, a team that they have not seen yet, a team that's kind of struggling and not really reaching their potential. Uh, a game I think the Flyers could prove themselves a little bit um, and, and show that uh, they can kind of get back on the right track and not let this thing linger. Uh, that, I don't think, would be a big key is not letting mm-hmm. bed stretches grow into eight, nine, ten-game stretches, kind of. You know, getting it right back on track as quickly as possible. We'll, we'll see where it goes. But a good game against the Devils, I, I think a lot of people are going to be anticipating that one. Little Stadium Series preview. Yeah, Stadium C- Series preview. Uh, first of four matchups with New Jersey. A good rivalry. I think uh, we've noticed New Jersey fans come to the Wells Fargo Center. Mm-hmm. Flyers fans, I don't think, have quite gone to New Jersey as much in years past. But maybe uh, that will be a trip soon that fans will want to take. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. But that game will be uh, on Thursday on NBC Sports Philadelphia. As always, Flyers pre and post game live on our air. And we'll break it all down. Ben Barry, stop looking at me, our podcast producer and guru. <laughs> but thank you, though, Ben Barry, yes, as thank always. You, ben. <laughs> uh, but we'll have this all covered on the Flyers Talk podcast later this week and going into next week. Brooke, thank you so much. Great to see you. Great to chat with you. Ben, yes, thank you, as always, Ben. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> And Flyers fans, as always, thank you so much for tuning in to the latest Flyers Talk podcast. We were live at Rivers Casino in Philadelphia. Always appreciate you listening. Wherever you get your podcast, please rate and listen. And we cannot wait to talk to you next time. 